0: Girl, you got it. 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 Wow. Girl, you got it. Girl, you got it. Girl, you got it. Girl, you got it. Wow. Girl, you got it.
1: Girl, you got it. Happy Hump Day, and welcome back to the Urban Girl Corporate World Podcast. I'm your dopest hostess with the mostest, Nicole, and I'm thrilled that you chose to get over the hump this week with me. One of the pillars that this podcast rests upon is community. Though I am a true introvert, one of the biggest lessons I've learned in my professional life is that even success takes a village. One of the motivating factors that influenced my speaking career was the number of people who'd hear my story and approach me saying that they too faced many of the same challenges that I did. Much of my own inspiration is from phenomenal people, many of whom have been guests on this platform, sharing their wisdom, strategies, and success stories, really showing me that I'm not alone and that there are wins to be had. Today's guest has a stellar record of creating community and a community that is very special to me, none other than Romy Newman, founder of FairyGotBoss.com. Welcome to the show, Romy. Thank you, Nicole. It's so good to have you. So I was introduced to the online Fairy Got Boss community a couple years ago, and my experience has been nothing short of phenomenal. But before we jump into the awesomeness that is Fairy Got Boss, Romy, I wanna hear more about your story. I, I do know you graduated from Yale, you hold an MBA from the Kellogg School of Business at Northwestern. Talk to me about your career journey.
0: Yes, so I think for some reason when I was younger, like in college, I realized that I love commerce and I love mm. transactions. And the way that I showed that when I was in college was um, I worked at The Gap. And I actually loved my job working in retail at The Gap. Yeah. And so um, when, I, when it came time for me to graduate, I knew that I wanted to kind of follow in that direction. Mm-hmm. But I have to say that I don't think I had a very scientific or Directed approach to my job search. I just sort of like followed in the direction that I felt I was going in, and I got a great job working in marketing uh, at Estee Lauder, which was an incredible company. It's a company that is really uh, focused on development and training, and so mm-hmm. I I really benefited. Having had, by the way, no business background, like mm-hmm. I didn't know how to use Excel
1: when I got there, <laughs>
0: but um, I got such great training there, and I had an incredible time. Mm-hmm. Um, But kind of following on that, I knew that I wanted to sort of be in this business direction. And I think I, starting in the corporate world, I realized I really wanted to work my way up the ranks. Mm -hmm. Um, And so there was a strong pull, especially because I had a liberal arts degree, a strong pull to go get an MBA. Um, And so I was really lucky to have an incredible experience going to Kellogg. Um, And when I graduated, I came back to Estee Lauder um, and kind of continued to work my way up the ranks. And then... Actually, due to kind of a whole set of personal um, reasons, I made a geographic move. I moved to Chicago and started working in media. Okay. I ended up um, kind of, it was a, it seems like a bigger step, but because my job at Estee Lauder involved so much advertising in media and especially in newspapers, it then made sense for me to actually go start working at newspapers, mm-hmm. um, which I, I always feel like when I talk about this now, I'm kind of dating myself. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I had an amazing opportunity to kind of get in the world of journalism and newspapers and ended up working with the editors and publishers of Chicago Tribune and the Washington Post, Los Angeles Times. It's just unbelievable experience. Yeah. um, And all of them were just sort of kind of acknowledging and anticipating a real migration of their, their, both their editorial and their revenue to uh, digital platforms. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so kind of the, that was the, um, project that I worked on with each of them and then um, was lucky to be recruited over to Google
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, where they had a newspaper initiative. And I worked on that. And then I was quickly recruited to the Wall Street Journal um, where I stayed for seven years. I had an extraordinary experience, worked with great people, mm-hmm. um, was was lucky and uh, proud to have been promoted five times in seven years. Amazing. And then, um, and that's also where I had my two kids. I was there when I got married and had my two kids. Mm -hmm. Um, And then kind of after the seven years, there were just so many things that were facing me that made it clear that it was time to close that chapter and start a new chapter. Mm -hmm. Um, And as that was kind of happening, my co-founder Georgine, who had been a colleague of mine at the Wall Street Journal, approached me and said, I have this idea for a business I need a co-founder, need a co-founder who can help with revenue. And um, that was, I cannot believe, that was five and a half years ago. Wow.
1: Um,
0: And being an entrepreneur has been the most exhilarating and exciting and empowering
1: uh, and
0: also challenging and stressful uh, thing that I have ever,
1: (laughs) ever done. I can imagine. Talk to me about some of the challenges you faced along this journey and what were some of the key lessons that you pulled from those?
0: It's funny. There's two sides of the coin. So I think that I was always very ambitious and maybe a little aggressive about being ambitious. Mm -hmm. And maybe there were days that I overstepped. I remember vividly uh, during my time at Estee Lauder. I had been working on the big Estee Lauder brand, the main brand, and I got moved on to a much smaller brand. Mm -hmm. And... In the context of the smaller brand, I kept saying, oh, well, no, you're not doing it right. Here's how the big brand does it. Here's how the big brand does it. Mm-hmm. And looking back, I realized that was just not the right. It was so arrogant, right? It was mm-hmm. not the right tact to take. And I was so busy trying to have the right outcome and trying to do the right thing for the business that I, I really kind of couldn't, didn't come at it in the right way. And I realized that And I was just, you know, I was both personally ambitious and ambitious to have for the business to have the best results. Mm-hmm. Um, and I sort of like steamrolled through it. I think that's one side of the coin of something that I learned that i I could do better or just approach these situations where, with more humility or also just sort of um build getting buy in building bridges um and I think that that was so that I missed that there and then but then on the flip side of the same coin, I think there were equally other times where I've been underestimated or overlooked mm-hmm. um Oh no, Romy's not ready for that job, or Romy wouldn't be able to have that. And and I think that it it wasn't warranted. Um, and I felt like I feel like um, at times I've been underestimated, mm-hmm. um, and I've had to sort of work hard to earn my seat at the table.
1: Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. I think all women probably experience that. I know for me, um, you know, being a girl from New Jersey coming into the corporate space, I can totally identify with having um, a strong approach when maybe uh, being a hammer, when maybe a feather was needed. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But it's definitely a skill that's developed over time to, to understand how to read the room and approach with intention. Now, in reading your story, you mentioned Donna, one of your former managers, and the impact her feedback had on your story. Can you talk to me about your experience with her?
0: I definitely can. And I, I think this is such an important story and I hate to tell it because I still carry shame about mm. it um, that I need to let go of. But Donna Vincenzo, if you're listening, she's an incredible lady who, who made a huge, profound impact on my career. And I really take a lot away from our interaction. I talk about it a lot. So Donna was my first boss out of college. Um, and actually, you know, I graduated from college I will date myself in the nineties and mm-hmm. um, there was like a whole grunge thing going on. Yes. <laughs> and here I was working at Estee Lauder, which is just the, whatever the opposite of grunge yes, is. That's Estee absolutely. Lauder. Um, and I thought, well, it doesn't matter if I go in and do the best work. If I make the best spreadsheets, if I do the best analysis, if I work the hardest, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. how, what I look like. It doesn't matter what time I get to work. It doesn't matter, and I just didn't get it. I didn't mm-hmm. get that. Um, frankly, there's more to a corporate um, kind of career than just than just good spreadsheets. It's you know, unfortunately maybe one day it will be just about the quality of the work, mm-hmm. but there's a lot about you know quote unquote appearances, whether it's how you're presenting yourself or about how, whether you're showing up on time. Um, that are so important. And I just didn't get it. And Donna actually, uh, she was my manager and she could have just kind of been like, Oh my gosh, Romy and just let it go to the side. But instead she chose to have a really um, direct conversation with me about it.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And when she did, it was like, everything came into focus and I couldn't believe how, um, how I had just so missed the most obvious thing, like that Mm -hmm. I hadn't gotten it. But she really went out on a limb to help make sure that I understood and
1: could excel. And I'm really grateful to her. That's amazing. There's, um, even when I look across many stories that I've heard, and even some that I've told, there's always a really key piece for folks, especially women, when somebody is able to connect with us and we're open to receiving that feedback. Um, and really yeah. implementing that to make great changes. I think it's such, so important for women to realize it's not about keeping your head down and just doing good work. Success is really yes. about so, so much more.
0: That's right. And um, actually, am was going to quote my friend, Michelle Gavson williams who wrote this oh, great book. Oh, I know her. She's <laughs> amazing. And that she wrote this great book, Climb. And mm-hmm. she, she said, she has a quote in it. Now I won't have it perfectly, but it's, you know, just keeping your head down and doing the best work will not get you promoted. It won't. Right? And we all, I especially came into the workforce thinking that. Um, But while we're talking about mentors, I did want to just kind of shout out two mentors who um, really made a difference in my career because I think there's a lot to take from both of their approaches. Mm -hmm. One was I had like a sponsor mentor during my time at the Journal, Michael Rooney, who I owe my whole career to Mm. him. Um, He brought me into every room, whether I was invited or not, Mm-hmm. every senior meeting, and he let me present, let me have the floor, let me get all the credit wow. for the work. And I, you know, so now that I'm in a more senior position, I always think about how am I giving exposure and spotlight to the people who report to me, because mm-hmm. that, that makes all the difference. And I think, um, and he really helped me find a voice yes. in, a, in a situation, in a room that I otherwise wouldn't have.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and that's one, and then the other um, manager I had um, following Michael Trevor Fellows um, would just clear obstacles. Mm-hmm. He just was like, "What is keeping you from doing the best job you can?" And I would say X Y and Z, and be like, "Great, it's I'm, I'm getting it out of the way." And he right. would just clear the, wherever I was struggling. He would just clear it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so again, same thing. I try to do for my team members is just kind of let take away the things that are keeping them from doing yes. their best work, so they can just they can fly.
1: I agree. I remember when I stepped into my first leadership role, I, I thought, oh, this is great. Everybody's going to do exactly what I asked them to do. And right. that is exactly the opposite of what leadership is. It really is about equipping those who support you with what they need to be successful and removing those roadblocks. Right. So speaking about moving roadblocks and equipping people to be successful, talk to me about your decision to get involved with your partner and starting Fairy God Boss.
0: Yeah. I love talking about this because what's interesting is I didn't know Georgine very well at all. Mm -hmm. Um, So she and I had both reported to the same manager, but at the time she was living in London. So I think we had really only been in the same room like less than five times before we went into business together. And um, I, as I mentioned, I decided it was time to kind of get into a new career. I really wanted to move more into the digital space. And um, George. Georgine approached me. Now she had had this very difficult experience mm-hmm. um, at Dow Jones where she had been fired very unexpectedly as part of a big management shakeup. Okay. She'd been aligned with our CEO and he was fired. So she was uh, fired immediately after him
1: mm-hmm.
0: and no one knew it, but she was two months pregnant. Wow. So she um, realized that she would Literally, be going into interview with a belly, like with right. a pregnant belly, mm-hmm. and um, was so worried about how that would go. And so she wanted to be able to research online what it was like, what kind of experiences women had at all these companies. And there's this whole burgeoning space where there's employee reviews, and there's mm-hmm. you, there's all this information online about the experience employees have at companies. But none of it on Glassdoor or LinkedIn or Indeed was answering her set of questions, mm-hmm. which was how are women treated here. Mm-hmm. Um, And so she is the true entrepreneur, I always say, because she was like, oh, I see white space, let's Mm -hmm, fill it. mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. Um, And so she approached me with this idea, and I was just so energized. by the idea and also by the opportunity to just sort of build something. Mm -hmm. And especially because, you know, when you start, we bootstrapped at the beginning, we had no money. So all we were doing, we had very modest expectations. And all we were doing was just kind of like, well, let's try. Let's see. Let's see if this will do something. Let's see if this will work. This will work. And then as we built and grew, um, I think, you know, I've always been sort of, disproportionately impressed and surprised by our success. Mm -hmm. But I do feel like, I feel really proud because I think that we're filling a real need that the world had, which, and especially the world, the women in the workplace had, that was a place we could come together around career Mm -hmm. and really support each other and prop up each other's ambition and answer each other's concerns. And it's been really a high priority for us always to make it anonymous so that it can be a very safe space. And, you know, we realized that women have a lot of hard to ask questions, yes. situations that you don't want to, you know, can't post on LinkedIn. That's you know, right. posted the other day, I, I just started a new job and I can tell it's not right for me. Is it terrible to leave after only a month? Right. Mm-hmm. And so the community jumps in and answers and
1: supports each other. Right. Uh,
0: but I, just to go back to your original question, um, I feel just so unbelievably lucky to have found Georgie, my co-founder mm-hmm. and, um, it, it, we five and a half years later, I still think are just a, a perfect fit for each other. And I think it's incredible how that's worked out. Um And also a little surprising because it's, <laughs> it's not like I did a ton of research or vetting or right. preparation. I just got super lucky, wow. super lucky.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. Now, leading a startup is is no small feat. Tell me what that's been like for you.
0: Well, again, I think it's it's exhilarating in that one of the funny things back in my corporate days, I used to, one of some of the feedback I used to get was Romy stay in your lane. You know, mm-hmm. I was trying to do everybody's job and, and they would be like, Romy just stay in your lane, stay in your lane. And, uh, and now I can swim the whole pool. Right. <laughs> and I love that about, it. I love that I'm able to get involved. Cause I'm, I love, as I mentioned, I love business. I love commerce. And I love the notion that I can be involved in, both equally consumer marketing and b to me marketing and technology and product and social and you know HR. There's I I get to be involved in everything and I love the breadth of that. Yes. Um, and I also, you know, I I love learning and I love this idea that okay, we may not know how to do what we're about to do, but we're learning and figuring it out every day. Mm-hmm. We, and just kind of like experimenting our way into solutions. Um, what I would say is the hardest part. And I did not anticipate this. The hardest part is scaling.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: so, when you grow a lot very quickly,
1: yes.
0: it's very hard to kind of like transfer the company DNA. It's very hard to set expectations. It's hard to manage. And it was hard to manage when we were working in an office. So, it's even harder. Virtually, where you have new employees coming in that you, you haven't met in person, mm-hmm. right? And that are not able to kind of feel the vibe or the connection of the company because, like all of us right now, you're, they're working from their, their apartments.
1: Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. Now, speaking of scale, the site is amazingly successful. You guys have millions of visitors per year. Talk to That's me right. about the strategy behind, um, and I know some of it was a bit um, un- unanticipated, if you will, but talk to me about the, um, some of the secret sauce that went into such rapid growth of this community.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think the reality is we, we, it was Georgine. She gets Mm -hmm. the credit, but she found a real need. And um, we've really done almost no paid marketing in our history. So the the two ways that we are discovered, well, I guess three ways. Uh, One is through social media, certainly social media, both Facebook and Instagram have been integral Mm -hmm. to our founding and our growth. And then, um, and then, uh, SEO. We we have this amazing editorial team. They produce phenomenal original content about career and workplace every day. Mm-hmm. And um, that content gets discovered through search and a lot of new users come to us that way.
1: Um, but then the third way I think is word of mouth.
0: Mm-hmm. So thank you.
1: Yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Congratulations are also in order as Fairy Gut Boss has been accepted into the Google Startup Accelerator program. Yes, yes. Can you tell I me mean, about the program and just what this opportunity means for your organization?
0: I mean, I think it's just such a feather in our cap and it's such um, a validation of both. I think one of the interesting things about having a startup and a venture backed startup, especially a socially minded one is we want to have a product and a community that resonates with the world, but also in order to get funding and kind of really resonate in the venture world, you need technology, right? Yes. You need to have a strong technology backbone. Yes. And I think this is a real validation of our, of our, um, chops as a, as a true tech startup and not, mm-hmm. not just sort of like a marketing community.
1: Right.
0: Um, so it feels great. It's so exciting. Um, and we have an amazing uh, technical mentor and get this. Um, he is somebody who has known my husband from Romania for wow. like 20 years. Yes. So small world,
1: very small world. <laughs> so as you look to the future, what's next for Sari Got Boss? And as a woman professional, what's next for you? Uh,
0: well next for us i'm i 'm really thrilled you know obviously two thousand and twenty has been a challenging year we 've mm-hmm. had um, to kind of pause on our big big growth plans for some time and now i 'm really happy to report that we 're kind of moving back into growth mode in a big way mm-hmm. um, and I think as hard and awful as this year has been, and mm-hmm. um, obviously with the pandemic disproportionately impacting women in the workplace. You've got um, these, this, these horrible incidents of racial injustice that have been brought to the forefront of the media. But what we're seeing is now that it's placing the, the need for diversity and inclusion in the workplace back on the front burner at many corporations, mm-hmm. which is um, which is what we are designed for. So it's been, it's really driven an uptick in interest in our services and our yes. product. Um, and so I'm I, i I'm hopeful that we are poised for growth, and then with that growth comes a real change, mm-hmm. real progress, um, because again, obviously we are for profit, we're venture-backed, we want to be very financially successful, and we also want to drive real progress and change and drive
1: diversity in, in the workplace and in the world. Well, now's the time and it's definitely needed. And I think it's absolutely fantastic. Everyone, please make sure you all visit, become part of and contribute to the Fairy Got Boss community at fairygotboss.com. You can read anonymous company reviews, search and apply for jobs, expand your network, contribute to a host of discussions and much, much more. Also, be sure to join me on the Fairy God Boss site as I host a professional development webinar on December 9th at 12 p.m. Eastern on Performance Power Plays. Rami, it has been so wonderful having you here today. Thank you so much. Nicole, thank you for having us and thanks for being a member of the Fairy God Boss community. Absolutely. That's it for today's episode, everyone. Be sure to tune in next week for more hashtag lessons learned, money earned. And remember, the question is not if you are ready for the world, but is the world ready for you?
0: Ya, you got it. ya, you, you got it. Wow. Girl, you got it. Girl, you got it? it. ya, you.